Welcome to Time to Restore Podcast. Join us as we engage in healing conversations from a therapy and faith perspective, exploring what it means to restore our whole selves. We would love your support, so if you would subscribe and leave a rating for us, we would really appreciate that as well. We invite you to take time with us as we consider today's topic. We are so glad you are here joining us today. I'm Chrissy. I'm here with Kate. We're both therapeutic professionals, active in our local church. We love community. We love people. We really are also passionate about helping people heal um, and really find healing. And this episode in particular, I would say, is focused really specifically on this idea of recognizing that we have experiences that have happened to us and that even though we can't go back and change those experiences, we can go back to those experiences um, with with the ability to bring healing and comfort to those 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 places and those times. Yeah, and I'm so excited about this concept because many of us feel like this has happened to me. This is my story mm-hmm. and we live out of that place, which yeah. you know, I mean, we're we're destined to live out of what has happened to us, right? Except that there is this beautiful concept that says you can go back to a moment that has happened to you that's salient in your memory mm-hmm. because memory is a compilation of experiences. It's almost like that snapshot, that photograph or video. And it's not just about what happened. They've even done these studies that show our memories are inaccurate to what actually happened. Instead, it's an interpretation of how we feel about what happened. Mm -hmm. And so those experiences still exist within ourselves. And we might say, well, I can't go back to my family of origin and fix it. Or I can't go back to an impactful childhood experience and fix it because we can't change the past. Right. And what you're saying is, yes, and we can experience within that moment the comfort Mm -hmm. or the healing that wasn't offered to us at the time when it happened. Right. Which is so powerful and this concept is referred to in various ways right i love the phrase redemptive time dr henry cloud in his book changes that heal refers to redemptive time as being what happens when you do go back to those experiences that have maybe framed the way that you see yourself or they literally change the trajectory of your entire life For instance, for me, part of my healing in this way has to do with my teen years and going to high school and really having a very low GPA and not caring about my studies, graduating at the bottom of my class because I just didn't care about my life at that time. Mm. And even going into adulthood, how I looked at myself and saw myself in the world forgetting that my entire elementary life and even into middle school, I was a star student. I was highly Mm -hmm. academic. I was driven, you know, and there was emotional stuff that happened to me around that time going into my teen years that then affected my ability to focus on intellectual things Mm -hmm. because I was wounded emotionally. The exact thing that I'm wanting to focus on is that it wasn't until my 30s when I was presented with the idea of going back to school and being educated in this way, was I challenged, I I was confronted with this mindset that I am not a good student. When in fact, the truth is, no, Kate, that's a moment in time that happened to you. Because before that moment, the trajectory of your life was like, you're going to be so smart. You're going to be a leader. You're going to be the Mm. first woman president. And you're right. And then here I am at the Mm. bottom of my class. 
I had to go back to that moment and redefine what happened and say, what happened to me? And invite a new healing message to take root so that then I can live my life in a free way. Yeah, that's a great example. And you might be thinking of examples right now, we'd encourage you as we're talking about this of, of different examples in your own life where you might have gotten stuck, like Kate's example, where there was this moment sounds like kind of a pile up maybe of situations where it created this stuckness Um, but I love that example where yes it was years later but you're able to go back and bring healing bring Mm -hmm. comfort bring maturity or a mature approach to Mm -hmm. that that healing and that's where we're going to go with this is this idea of of how how do we Mm -hmm. go go to those moments and what brings that restoration what brings that comfort yeah because there wasn't it wasn't like I could talk to myself into the idea that no you're good enough for this you got it just right. go go to school sign up it was that i had to go back and ask myself where did i adopt the idea that i am a burnout and i can't handle mm-hmm. engaging in the learning process and acknowledging that oh it wasn't because i couldn't handle it and i'm not smart enough it's because i was dealing with a lot of emotional pain yeah. and invite i invited god into that and god like totally blew me away with his interpretation of what happened and his care and his comfort for me it wasn't even like he was angry with me that I wasted myself away in high school it was that he offered me compassion and say I know that you were hurting and yeah Yeah. you made some hard decisions that weren't good for you and yet look where you are look where you can go I can you know I can still Mm. make this good for you I remember having the Holy Spirit help me gain confidence again by going back there yeah and I love that you're talking so much about about compassion because I think it's really easy to look back at places in our lives where we got stuck and judge ourselves for it Mm. and as adults it's kind of like well you were just a young kid like you wouldn't know any better and yet you're you probably and I can think of situations in my life where you look back and you're like ah I should have known better or you kind of have this judgment and for me there there was a time where my best friend, we did everything together and then she ended up moving to Florida and I entered high school without her. Mm. And so just didn't really have that independence. This like, I don't care if I have any other friends, I have her, so I'm good. And had to flop around. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just, what's that word? Like flounder. Flounder. Oh, flounder. That's the word there it is. Which is kind of like flounder, flounder around. Right. Flounder around without her. And and where I end up getting stuck was in my, my self-esteem and in my identity and developed an eating disorder. And it was really my way of gaining control, which is what we see in addictive behaviors like eating disorders. But it also was my way of making sense of that moment and also trying to survive. And so if I look back at that and maybe fix, were you trying to fix what was wrong? Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. And like this idea of like, okay, well, if people like me, then I'll have more friends Mm. or, and how do I get them to like me? I have to look a certain way. And so now as my adult self, I look back and I have compassion on that young girl because she didn't know any better. She was doing the best she knew how and yet there's also this, this a little bit of like, ugh, I could have had a better experience. Like if I hadn't gone through that, what would have happened? And so this idea of being aware of we can go back to those moments and, and offer that compassion and offer that, yeah. that healing. What you're saying is so profound. The adult part, so the more mature part of us can look at the younger part or the more vulnerable part of us yeah however long that span might be i'm rounding the corner to 40 years old so i look back at a 14 year old and i go oh honey you are hurting i understand what you're going through the 20 year old me wasn't mature enough i didn't have that vantage 
to go back to that 14 year old Mm. and be able to work through those things. So this is an interesting note that, hey, if you're wanting to find the mature place to help the vulnerable place, know that the mature place is going to be one that offers comfort, Mm -hmm. that offers compassion and understanding Mm. and leads to a way out. Yeah. Instead of harshness, judgment. Yeah. And like critical. Right. And sometimes I'm just reflecting that sometimes we might even as adults have a hard time with that to even go go back to that. So I'm thinking of where this is where like inviting the Holy Spirit in. Mm -hmm. If that's somewhere something you can connect to or even inviting a therapist. We also have talked about the value of like other relationships. Yeah. So maybe there was something about your parent that got you stuck whether it was the divorce that you went through or some sort of experience that kind of like kept you stuck and yeah but then you can make relationships like especially church relationships where it's like being around other marriages being around other parents and letting those relationships also heal that perspective that stuck place it can be so impactful and when you're talking about even internally being able to internalize ourselves as an adult you were talking about finding those things yeah outside maybe it's a marriage that we can look to that wasn't our own parents experience or Mm -hmm. we can find mother father figures or mentors if we need to if we didn't have them or if they were really distorted growing up even as we heal in our parental relationships like our our parents i love my parents i feel hurt by something they did and i i want that to be redeemed i want that to be free And at the same time, I don't really know how to relate to them because I don't know what a healthy parent might look like. Hmm. Even that can be a helpful connection. Yeah, right. Being able to embrace a moment, go back to a moment in your mind, in your memory, in your body, in your emotions, and let a more mature or God figure Mm -hmm. into that moment to give you what you needed in that moment. And it could be yourself, you know, this adult version of myself going back to the 13-year-old, 12, 15-year-old version of myself, even like through getting married and having my husband speak to those things, letting him, letting my myself that wants to see myself in a new way, doesn't mean that, that those choices I made and that experiences I had is gone. Right. It doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> yeah. You know? And even you're willing to receive the new message yeah. from your husband mm-hmm. or from yourself, whereas right. You know, we could be really stuck in that old place, that hurting place, and not be able to receive it. Yes. And not even realize why. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I can't receive it because I'm I'm still stuck there. Yeah. So we keep saying stuck there. Maybe we need to explain that more. What do we even mean by to be stuck? And I, I mean, I think we already have in the sense of that experience is is trickling out into Mm -hmm. our future selves. Mm -hmm. I think too because. I'm not stuck in eighth right. grade or ninth grade when right. my grades started grown, to drop. You are grown, you're married, mm-hmm. you've moved forward with your life. Yeah, Life moves on, but part of me gets stuck in the mindset that I adopted, the message that was put over me or that I accepted. Mm-hmm. Part of me gets stuck in that because, and you can tell because it's shaping the decisions I make or whether or not I can say thank you to a compliment and really internalize it and receive it. Mm-hmm. Right. And even thinking about, yeah, our, our bodies get stuck sometimes. Mm-hmm. After my mom passed away, my neck felt literally felt stuck. Yes. Like I was stuck in my grief, which at the time, that's where I was at. I wasn't able to move forward with my processing. And sometimes we just can't quite go there yet. 
but like physically my neck was literally stuck yeah and we talked about taking care of ourselves in the way that we could even if we can't fully go there yeah. is a good message to give to ourselves that right even though I can't fully go to the root of this at least I'm going to take warm showers or yeah give myself a massage right go to the doctor mm-hmm. and I'm thinking too about like the the response our brains have sometimes and even thinking about this idea of stuckness that especially if we had a traumatic experience happen mm-hmm. we do get stuck in this fight flight or freeze reaction to things so a door slams you know maybe the wind blew it shut but mm-hmm. like your body might go into this reaction that is very connected to this time when you were traumatized and how you had to take care of yourself whether you froze you ran or you fought back and like so there can be even our brains can kind of go to this immediate reaction to sounds or experiences or memories. Yeah. And even like our brains can get stuck Yeah, in that reaction. It's funny that you say that because I remember growing up when my mom went from part-time to full-time working and when she would come home, we would hear the garage door open uh-huh. and both me and my sister would like run like scurry little mice. Like, did we clean up everything? You know, we didn't want to get <laughs> yeah. in trouble. And there was an intrinsic fear that we carried. Mm. So again, it's like an, it's like a perceptive moment. Like I was perceiving a situation, but anyway, for years after, anytime I heard a garage door open, it was like, I would get that initial like jump, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I better scurry. And I had to go back to the moments. It wasn't like I could tell, I could tell myself like, you don't have to scurry and that's fine, but it, it's not as impactful as going back and saying, Hey, as my adult self, when I look at that child Mm. and being able to offer the comfort that, hey, nothing bad is going to happen. Sure, maybe you didn't do your lunch and you got to like own that. Say, sorry, mom. Right. But you're not going to like, you're not threatened because of it. Yeah. And what a cool example because it is it, so easily overlooked. Like, yeah. oh, I should just tell myself to chill out. That often you'll find it doesn't always work. And you yeah. just keep, okay, well, I've said that 12 times now. <laughs> yeah. But like going back and like inviting that younger self from your older perspective. I would love to talk a little bit more about this idea of letting God, letting the Holy Spirit into these moments. So we've talked a little bit more about other people coming Mm. into relationship with us and helping heal those moments ourselves going, you know, as being an adult goes to the, to the younger version of ourselves. There's also this beautiful piece of relationship with God where Mm. we can actually invite the Holy Spirit to those moments. And this obviously is a more spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be challenging for people, especially if you're someone that relates to more of like logical and, you know, things have to go X, Y, and Z or X plus Y equals Z or algebra, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Um, But this idea of inviting the Holy Spirit to those moments. And I'm reflecting on a time in my life, you know, as we think about the different elements of ourself and like the spiritual ways that experiences we go through can affect us spiritually affect us in so many different ways that that had this memory of right after my mom had passed away and I remember the very first time I really went there it was completely unprovoked I think it was just where I was at emotionally my grief was at Kate's house we were all hanging out having a good time I was very much half there very much I mean if you can relate to this after loss or traumatic experiences sometimes it's like all you can think about it takes over your thinking so that was my experience at the time and I remember getting back into my car driving home by myself I I just wept and honestly was yelling like yelling in my car essentially describing every single thing I could think of that I had done for my mom 
And I literally like was yelling to God, like, were you even there? Did you know what I sacrificed? Like it just like airing out all of those painful memories. And it, I mean, I think it took the whole drive. So like 20, 30 minutes of this. At the end, I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, yes, hmm. I was there. And for me, that's that's all I needed in that moment. I, he probably could have said more. I think he knew that's all I needed. But just this like awareness one, that I could be that raw with, with the right, Lord. I think sometimes right. there's this message or misconception that we have to come before him when we're perfect yeah. or come before him when we have all our questions answered. Um, and so the freedom to just be raw and like also the, the freedom to tell someone, like I have not told anyone the things that I have like lodged in my memory from that time, but the Lord knows. And in that moment, I was like, have at it. Here it is. And, you know, just kind of laid it all out there. Um, but then also his kindness to just say yes. Like, I was there. I'm sorry. Like, it felt just kind of like. Whew. Yeah, like, that's what you heard. And what did you feel when you heard yes? What did you feel? I mean, feel? I remember just feeling relief mm. and feeling this sense of like a light lighter and I don't know if that may have been some of it connected to just getting those memories out and saying them out loud versus holding them in anymore but just that relief and honestly this makes me think of like the story in Luke where um, if you're familiar with the story of like the death of Lazarus Mm. where his two sisters are like sending messages Jesus come heal him he actually intentionally stays away Lazarus dies. He comes back and Mary, I think it's Mary. I always get them confused because they're both M.A. names. <laughs> One of the sisters comes up to him and said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mm-hmm. And I love that she says that because it's like, what the heck? <laughs> like, she wasn't like, oh, thank you for coming. Glad you're here. Can I make so you some So glad you're tea? finally here, God. Yeah. Right. She was like, if you hadn't, like, he, he wouldn't have died if you had just been here. Jesus literally weeps after that. Like, mm-hmm. he cries. It's not like he's like, how dare you say that to me? And I just, I love that moment because kind of like my story, there's a raw vulnerability to her pain, to her, like, not holding back with, with him in that moment. And him not shaming her for it or, well, fine, then I'm not going to heal him. I'm not, if you know the story, he ends up raising him from the dead. And it's this incredible miracle. But like he stayed in those emotions with her, I think. And, yes. you know, let himself feel like, yeah, I could have done something. And here I am. Yeah. And I know what's about to happen. And I can still stay with her in that memory or in that emotion. That is so incredible about that story that he knows what's about to happen, that I yeah. can heal him. And yet still he, he grieved with mm. weeping with her. Yeah, I think about David and how often when you read through the Psalms, how often you see David describing his experiences to God. God can see David's experiences. Mm. And yet David is verbalizing what's going on with his enemies coming close and all the things he's done. And God, why aren't you? Yeah. And receiving God's response to that. We don't know that David sat down and did that in one sitting. He could have started with verses one through five and just been angry. And then after his process, like if I think about songwriting, I start a song, I might not finish it for six months. And I finally get to a place where it's like resolved of this is how I want to end it. Like this is with a whole picture of this process, but it might not be that this was all I ever felt. It could be, you know, so like this idea of what if David or the psalmist wrote the start of it. And then after process, weeping, mourning, grieving, comfort, then was able to go and I trust you. You know, I think sometimes we 
We miss the process. Yeah. We miss the length of the process. Right. That it's not one to the next. I'm heading towards rejoice because it says rejoice always. Mm -hmm. Like meaning don't get stuck. Absolutely. Don't get stuck. We've been talking about stuckness. (laughs) Don't get stuck there. Absolutely feel what you need to feel. Absolutely process out the narrative that you're feeling. Right. Because you're going to end up feeling lighter, Mm -hmm. comforted, free. Yeah. And letting someone else, letting the Holy Spirit, letting a therapist, someone to come into those moments with you yourself, if you're able to. Yeah. To be in that process. Yeah. And I think that's another important point is we're not necessarily like, obviously the end goal is healing. Mm -hmm. The end goal is restoration. And yet it doesn't always happen immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so sometimes that's why we avoid the process. Yeah. But being able to go back there knowing that there will be the opportunity to take that sigh of relief or see yourself different or rewrite the narrative. Um, Sometimes the beginning is just noticing what is there. Mm -hmm. Where did I maybe get stuck or part of me get stuck in an experience that is reliving itself over and over again? I got to go to a Christian university for my graduate school program, which I love because they really encourage spiritual integration so every paper i wrote every every response i had we needed to think critically about how does a biblical worldview inform this science of the brain there's a whole body of study around healing of memories Mm. when you invite god into an experience that does exist in time it exists in time because it's still a place that has impacted me then to the point where it's impacting the way my life goes now, whether that be relational, whether that be in my decisions, the way I think about myself, like Mm -hmm. my psyche, whether that be that's the way I relate to God or even like the way I carry myself physically. What do I need from God? What's the message that I need from God in order to be able to let myself, uh, one of my professors used to say, let yourself off the hook. Mm, I'm hooked somewhere. So this whole research idea of healing the memories, we can take a piece of that today into our reflective meditation. Mm -hmm. And what I would ask is if you participate in the reflective meditation today, let something come up for you that's maybe not super intense. Pick something that a memory that comes up that's maybe like, yes, it can have implications in your life. And I would say if you do have something super intense, maybe put that aside and walk through that with a trusted person, whether it be a therapist or like a mentor that can help you process if it's really painful or really traumatic. Through the reflective meditation today, we're going to incorporate breath. Breath activates the nervous system and it activates your brain in a way that you can go into deeper level experience um, so that you can start to process a a healing experience Mm -hmm. that goes back to a memory of something that you have, you know, walked through in your life that maybe can give you the freedom to um, experience that part of your life in a new way. So Chrissy's going to walk us through that. We're going to do deep breathing and she's going to do some guided words that'll help you reflect on today's material. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. Think of an experience where part of you may have gotten stuck. Consider how old were you? 
What were you doing? What were other people doing or maybe not doing? Take a deep breath in and breathe out. As you think about this, this place, this time, ask God where he is in that room. And if that's too hard, maybe just imagine where a God-type figure, another adult, or even your adult self might be in that room in relation to you. Breathe in. And breathe out. What do you need? Comfort? Space? Nearness? If you can, receive from God or your adult self or another adult in the room what you need in that moment. Take a breath in and breathe out. Stay in that room, stay in that memory. Do you need anything else? Receive that from them as well. Is it a hug, a smile, kind words, permission? Breathe in, breathe out. May you be at peace and thank you for finding Time to Restore. Thanks for listening. This podcast is not intended to take the place of medical or professional services. Please go to psychologytoday.com to search for a qualified professional in your area, or you can call and ask your insurance provider.